Now, Connect FM Sports puts every play under review with Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Are you looking for a new activity or challenge? Perhaps disc golf might be your thing. We'll talk to a trio live in studio who are getting ready to offer this great opportunity to our local local community. Fantasy football season is right around the corner. We'll talk to Kyle Gerard Bauer, the owner and creator of Fantasy Fellowship, to get the inside scoop at how you should approach your drafts. Does Cabrian Hayes want out of Pittsburgh? And what are the biggest storylines facing the Steelers as they prepare to enter training camp? We'll discuss. I'm Bob Anderson. Stay tuned as we discuss these topics and more as we go under review on Connect FM, your only local news radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Under Review. You can hear I'm the only voice in the intro today, but don't worry, Dave Glass will be joining me soon. He's on his way over, just running a few minutes late. But I am not by myself in the studio today. I actually have a few people with me today who are going to talk about something that I've never tried before, but I've been tempted to, and it looks like a lot of fun. So without further ado, let me bring in James and Ashley Niger and Dave Gosh. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you. Good to be here. All right. So, um, you know, James, we went to high school together and we just happened to run into each other at uh, the trampoline park in State College. And you told me about something really cool. And uh, I said, well, this would be great to have on the show a little something called disc golf. But uh, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about the Fernwood Farms and what's going on over there and the history behind it. Sure, sure. I always love to talk about that. So uh, uh, my name is James Niger. I am the fourth generation uh, on Fernwood Farmstead. Um, uh, family's been there since 1903. So uh, my wife Ashley is here with me today. Uh, we are taking over the farm and trying to do some new things with it uh we're we're hosting uh, agritourism uh events and we have a small herd of goats and and we've done a number of different things and including among those is developing a disc golf course on the family property well that sounds like a lot of fun so ashley have you played golf this disc golf before and what what got you into that well we uh we were first introduced to the game in uh, uh boulder county colorado actually oh, nice and uh yeah our our first try on a course was at a public uh public park and uh it was uh it was really fun we uh um that was our first introduction um so we're not uh we're not avid uh disc golf players at least we hadn't uh started off that way but uh now that we've got one in our backyard it's uh, it's kind of hard to keep us off of it at this point it's so super fun what what made you guys decide to do that like put that in your backyard was it just something that you know there isn't anything like that around here it's a great question so uh as we said we weren't really avid players or uh you know when we got into it but it was trying to find something to do with the property that had a low impact um give people an opportunity to get out onto the property and play a game and take a walk um and uh was you know fairly low uh you know uh investment up front for us to to establish so there's about 20 25 acres i think we were looking at that we, we were we're dedicating basically to this purpose um so uh but it's a great way that like i say beyond some mowing and the cost of, of developing some basic uh, tea pads and uh 
and the, the, the baskets, baskets to themselves. Yeah. Uh, it's really, uh, it's kind of taken off. And, and of course, that's that's when we brought in Mr. Gosh here, who, uh, who I had met in, I believe we met in 2019, even started chatting about the idea there. And Dave can, can talk more about it, but... Uh, it really took a couple of years to, to start developing things and clearing things. I mean, we, we have, there was a, there was fence and brush <laughs> and lots of those things to clear out to make to make what happened. Uh, but uh, really, it's it's come quite a way in the last I think three four years that we've been doing this. All right, so my my colleagues back here, and we're just talking about uh, you know what led to the disc golf thing and. And uh, James and Ashley have a lot of property, so they thought, well, let's give this thing a try. So Dave is kind of the expert on this. So Dave, you came into this situation, and and um, can you just explain to our listeners a little bit about what disc golf is? Yes, certainly. Uh, the expert's a little bit of a stretch. But, uh, <laughs> well, been... in this room, you're the expert. So <laughs> I've been playing for a little over 10 years, um, but the sport started long ago in the 70s. Early 70s is when the... the the sport officially took off. A gentleman called Ed Hendricks, Steady Eddie, uh, developed. He was the inventor of the Frisbee, I believe, in 1966. And then he eventually had the first disc golf pole, which we call now the basket, um, to, to, to play, the, you know, play the game of disc golf. We started out playing in our backyard, you know, calling a tree down the neighborhood, you know, as, the, as whole one. Uh, so it's come a long way. But it's been around since the 70s. It's blown up um, up recently when especially COVID gave it a bump, you know, and it definitely did. But the pro circuit's been around for a long time and it's just the sport's really growing fast. And how long has the course been available where you guys are at? I think we were saying 2021 was officially when we got nine baskets out there and started with it. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so it's been, we're in our third season now. Okay, actually. cool. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how long does a round typically take? Probably about two hours, two and a half. For nine For 18 holes. Oh, for 18. 18 18 Uh, holes. Much quicker. We're used to regular golf, but, (laughs) uh, you know, if you want a quick, you know, quick workout, that's a good way to go get it. It is. We don't ride in carts. We we carry our bags. It's about a three-quarter mile walk for, for, you know, nine holes. And we have, so we we have nine baskets, but we have two separate tees. So that's usually when we're talking about playing 18, we're playing, you know, front tees and then playing the back tees. Okay, so the goal of the game is to get the frisbee in the the basket. Mm-hmm. Um, how many yards is the course? It's uh, it, we talk feet in, oh, okay. in disc okay. golf. Uh, it's uh, I think it's like five thousand total feet of throwing. Uh, plus, we are we have some temporary holes now that are kind of small. When we release the next nine holes to have a true eighteen hole course. It will get bigger and the court, it'll take a little longer to play. But still, you're throwing a frisbee a mile, five, just over five thousand feet yeah. a mile. So yeah. it's it is so much like uh, traditional golf in the in the verbiage to the etiquette to you know to, you know we do pars the same three four and five you know tee boxes you know birdies it's and, and is it foursomes do you play in foursomes typically yes okay and then what about tea times do you have to have a tea time to get in no or? we're still at that stage where tea times aren't necessary okay. if you come out you're going to get on within a few minutes you all know? right so if our listeners want to come play this game what do they need to know like how do you dress how do you like well unlike all those things. traditional golf disc golf's a lot more casual okay <laughs> it's also a lot cheaper Okay. But it's still great exercise, and the people are great. Uh, you know, 
you, there's, I look at it as there's two different ways to play. You can take a Frisbee on your basement and go have a walk in the woods and, you know, in the field. Uh, or you can get into the sport. And I guarantee when you start seeing how that flight of a disc goes, you know, shapes through the woods and, and you park your first disc, you know, you're, you're going to want to have the bag, not just the Frisbee. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's just like real golf and, and exactly. regular golf because you can, buy, you know, kind of buy your game up a little bit with better equipment, right? Exactly. There yes. you go. Uh, what, what does it cost to play? Uh, right now, our, our course is $3 a day or, or round, but hang out. Uh, we also offer a membership for a year for a season. It's 30. Uh, when we grow and become 18 holes, we might go up to five. But, um, yeah, uh, that's it. I'll what? tell you what, if Brian Anderson hears this, he's going to be there every day for $3. <laughs> it's addictive, just like traditional golf, I can tell you that. Well, I was just going to say, what are you doing right after the show? <laughs> Let's go. It's a very entry-level kind of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking uh, getting, you know, you can get a starter set of discs for 20 25 bucks at Dunham's. Mm-hmm. You can go out and, you know, buy $20, $30 discs if you really get into it and want to, you know, have those things. But it's, you know, compared, say, to ball golf, as we as we refer to <laughs> to the ball golf. It's much uh, more accessible. It, it's much more accessible. Yeah. You're, you know, your green fees, your cost of, of, of the equipment is, is so much lower and so much more accessible, really. Well, but t- just as fun. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like fun. Um, tell us a little bit about the course itself, Dave. Like, how did you design it? What's it like? What's What makes it unique? After ta- you know meeting James in 19, I think it was in 20, I started walking the woods and, and trying to lay this course out. I, I walked it for his property almost for a year before <laughs> we put a shovel in the ground. Uh, it's beautiful property. So... Uh, there's three holes right now on this old cow pasture that has a creek going through it. We got a pond that we throw beside. Uh, the protees are going to be throwing over the pond. Uh, and then you get into the woods where there's just these, you know, it's nice and cool back there. Uh, when I go by myself, I just do the woods loop. You know, I, I don't go back out in the pasture. <laughs> but uh, it's just a beautiful property. And, uh, Sure. The name of the the property being Fernwood. That's that's really what you're you're out is playing in the ferns and under old oaks and maple trees, uh, our old our old timber out there. So uh, it's it's a walk through nature and uh, and it's you know a laid back kind of a, a way to spend the afternoon. And, and where is this at again? It's uh, three nine three Niger Road in Brockway, technically, but it's about right between Brockway and Dubois. Both uh, spots splitting it right down the middle off of two nineteen. Well, so I guess I have a question. You you, you brought up that the protees are going to be, you know, you have to clear a pond. I know mm-hmm. when Bob never shanks anything, but when, yeah. I shank, when I shank a ball and I lose it into the pond, I just lost the ball and I have yes. to break out another one. Mm-hmm. Do you retrieve the... the, the... We try. <laughs> okay. We do our uh, best. There are all kinds of tools to do so, and, and the big long stick is always the go-to. Uh, it, we, you know, at Fernwoods, we, we really want to get your disc back. So we have a rake that we get off sometimes that we bring in and we, we, we fish them out if we can. I figured that was a little different and, and, you know, cause look, in, in ball golf, balls are disposable. I mean, even yeah. if you play the same one after the round, it's probably a little scuffed up. You're like, okay, that one's dead, you know, but yeah. you're using the same discs probably all season, I would oh, assume. So it, it, you get your favorite discs. You beat them in just right. You know, it, it hurts to People lose a disc. It, it's discs, yeah. it's like throwing your ball and your club in the water at the same time. Oh, well, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, if we're beginners just starting the game, what kind of tips do we need to know? Throw flat. 
Okay, and how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's it, there's a lot of great information on YouTube um, to get your basics started. Uh, we offer clinics, and, and I've worked with the Y in the past just to, to do a free clinic down there. You know, the, our biggest challenge in this area is to grow the sport. You know, I moved back from Maryland, or I, I used to, I grew up around here, but I moved back seven years ago, and I had to drive over an hour to go to a disc golf course. And it, it, it hurt, and then uh, <laughs> they opened one up in Pine, at Pinecrest in, in Brookville, and then uh, and we opened ours up yeah. you know, three well, so years ago. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is uh, uh, UDisc is the app that uh, is used a lot by all of the players, and it's a great way to find all of the courses. Mm -hmm. um, to uh, you can record your scores. Um, it's it's sort of the uh, the app bible for uh, disc golf and mm -hmm. everything. So it finds courses. It tracks your scores. It's it's our scorecards. You know, it's that's very interesting. How about how about with with kids? Do you find that a lot of like maybe. 10 to 15 year olds find this game interesting or is it a little too young for them? No, no, the, the earlier you start, the better. Mm -hmm. The pros today, the, the guys that are throwing and, and the females, they started playing with their dads and they can throw a disc six, seven, eight hundred. I think the world record's over 900 feet. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's so yeah, it's a sport for all ages. They just had the uh, amateur, uh, championships recently and and they were having different competitions for different youths we're age divisioned in in disc golf that's how we separate you have the pros open and then you have pro 50 year olds 60 year olds so on and same with the amateur as well as female divisions oh we only have about a minute left in the segment but uh see this is open to all kids like kids of all ages so absolutely. it's a good family event absolutely i imagine when you get close to the basket it becomes harder to get it in just like real golf mm -hmm. yeah. yep. yes, you call it putting putt for putting. dough yep. oh, okay yep. throw right. for show yep yep all right anything else our uh <laughs> listeners should know about disc golf or fernwood farms we'll see we are having a, a tournament coming up here on august 5th actually so uh, we'll be starting uh, registration at nine o'clock we plan for tee off at 10 um, it's going to be a 30 dollar entry which will include a lunch from ashley's uh, food trailer there on the farm as well um, and then after that in the afternoon we'll be having a small clinic as well so families can come out and without having to commit to a full tournament they can come out and grab a bite and and check out what we're doing and uh, and uh, maybe learn a little bit from from some of our experience guys. and is this on Facebook somewhere it is Fernwood Farmstead um, and we also have the uh, Fernwood Disc Golf page uh, yep. itself so. well you guys are really staying busy because I know some of the other things you're into <laughs> right now <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> all right well we really appreciate you guys taking the time coming in and joining us uh, in the next segment, we'll have a little talk about fantasy football. Do you guys play fantasy football? Well, you might want to stick around. Maybe you'll enjoy it. So uh, when we come back, we'll have a fantasy football analyst on the line. Stay with us as we continue under review on Connect FM. Finally, a weekly local sports show that you've always wanted. Under Review Sports Talk on Connect FM. Get the latest on your favorite local sports teams here. Brought to you by our title sponsor. Next Year Bank is a proud supporter of all area sports and boys. Bank anywhere, anytime, all on your terms with Next Year Bank's online and mobile banking solutions. Helping local families and businesses achieve their financial goals for over a century. Liberty Boulevard, Dubois, and at nextyearbank.com. Your community bank. Hi, this is Gordon Deal. Thursday on This Morning, America's First News. President Biden keeps rolling out efforts to cancel student loan debt despite already being blocked by the Supreme Court. 
Is the campaign strategy working? Also, Barbie is all the buzz this summer. Hear how retailers are already thinking beyond Barbie. And immediate steps to take if you win the massive Powerball lottery jackpot. Thursday, on this morning, America's first news. 99.7, Connect FM. Here we go again. The same old story. You ordered the part online. It's wrong when it arrives. The car is torn apart and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment. The kids need to, you know the rest of the story. And you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Clymer. Smith Timbering and Consultants are experts at tree management and are looking for an energetic, reliable individual to join their team. They currently have an excellent opportunity for a full-time forestry technician to buy Mark and Crew's standing timber. They offer competitive pay with bonus incentives, health incentives, health insurance, and company vehicle. Associate's degree or higher in forestry required. Please email your resume or questions to Wes at smithtimbering.com. That's Wes at smithtimbering.com. Here's your Connect FM Tri-County forecast. Lows dip down to about 59 tonight under partly cloudy skies, north winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance for scattered thunderstorms tomorrow, daytime highs approaching 84, sunshine mixed with clouds at times. Scattered thunderstorms likely tomorrow night, lows level off around 62, overcast skies. That's your Tri-County forecast throughout the hour, throughout your busy day on Connect FM. Currently, it's 80. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. Welcome back to Under Review. We're going to switch gears here. We were talking disc golf. Now we're going to talk a little fantasy football. Dave, I know you used to be a big fantasy football player. Not so much anymore, right? Yeah, I don't play as much as I used to, but uh, it, it, it was fun. And, and part of the problem was it was too much fun. Uh, it, it definitely is addicting. And and one of the keys to, to winning is having a little bit more information than your opponents. And it just so happens we have the right guy on the line to help us out here. Kyle Gerard Bauer is the owner and creator of Fantasy Fellowship, and we are fortunate enough to have him on the line with us. Kyle, thanks for taking the time. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Hope you guys are all doing well, and uh, I'm excited. It's my first time uh, on the radio, so i got to say hi to my mom, dad, brother, and sister listening at home, and uh, yeah, let's talk some football. Well, hi, mom, dad, and everybody listening. That's and awesome. Yeah, I, I listened to your podcast, or the podcast episode with Sigmund Bloom, and i got to tell you, I was impressed with your knowledge, so let's just kick you off right, right away here. Uh, there's many places we can start, but I wanted to ask you about a trend that uh, I'm kind of seeing this summer. It used to be that running backs went early and often in drafts, and it seems now that maybe receivers are replacing running backs. Not completely, but it's more of a 50-50 split. How do you feel about this approach, and um, are you a guy that tries to get a stud running back early, or are you just taking best player available? So, yeah, I think it's a reflection of, like, the times right now. Like, running backs aren't being paid with their contracts. Receivers mm-hmm. are kind of getting, you know, heavy bags right now, so... If you look at the first round, when you open up like a mock draft or something, you're going to see a lot of wide receivers up there. And I really think it depends like on your, on your draft position. If you know your draft position now, you can kind of start to plan that, that sort of thing in here. 
but there's not a lot of work. It's, there's not a lot of workhorse running backs as there as there used to be. A lot of them are receiving backs. Not all of them get the goal line touches. Um, so for me, if I'm picking towards the top, you know, three, four, five picks, I'm probably looking at some of those stud wide receivers that are guaranteed, you know, to get 100 receptions and you know over 1500 yards, stuff like that. But uh, and there's also a lot of running backs that kind of stretch throughout the draft. So I, I think getting a stud receiver is is probably the trend this year. And, and that's kind of just the way it's been going so far. So if you, uh, if you have the first pick, it sounds like you're going Justin Jefferson then. I think it's Justin Jefferson. You could make an argument uh, for Jamar chase, but I, I think the, the smart play is to take Justin Jefferson. I mean, the man had what almost 2000 receiving yards last year. It's going to be another good season for Justin Jefferson. So one of the things back when I did play a lot that I always paid a lot of attention to that sometimes I think goes under the radar is some of the rules differences between leagues. And, and, I, and I think for me in particular, I, I looked at that with the quarterback, whether you got four points versus six points for a passing touchdown. And in particular, if a league did or did not take negative points for sacks and interceptions, because you can, you can get away with a, a much more aggressive risk-taking quarterback if there's no negative points in the league. Is that something that, that you look at a lot too? Oh, yeah, I think you got it. That's one of the most important things. Like, especially if like it's a new league and you're not familiar with the scoring settings, that's the, one of the first things you should do at, at looking at it. And and I think most most leagues are four point passing touchdowns. And in those leagues, that that's going to boost those rushing quarterbacks. That's kind of been the hottest trend the last few years. You look at a guy like Jalen Hurts, who's going to run for seven or eight hundred yards. Like that's a lot of points per game that's added on top of his his throwing totals. And of course, like Josh Allen runs a good amount. Lamar Jackson. Uh, those guys are kind of the cheat codes in four-point passing touchdown leagues. And then uh, if you do play in a six-point passing touchdown league, that's going to favor your guys like, uh, like like a Kirk Cousins. He doesn't run the ball a lot, but he's going to throw for a lot of yards and touchdowns. So I think uh, depending on your scoring format, there's certain quarterbacks that I want to try and target. So, and, and I totally agree with you, but I also wonder, you know, those rushing quarterbacks, they also are more likely to get injured. And so do you, do you spend a lot more time worrying about your backup quarterback if you get a quarterback that's maybe a rush-first quarterback like a Jackson versus a pocket quarterback who who's, tends to be more durable and maybe you don't worry about your backup till the 15th round? Does that play into your thinking? Yeah, that's a really good point. I think with a guy like Jalen Hurts, like he's, he's got a bigger body. I think he's less maybe less injury-prone than a guy like Lamar Jackson who has been pretty, he's been pretty banged up, uh, banged up the last few years. Uh, you also have a guy like Justin Fields who's going to be the new he's going to be the new it Russian quarterback this year. Uh, so if you if you and those guys cost a pretty high draft pick right now. So if you want to take one of those guys, I don't think it's a bad idea to to grab. You know, I mean, you could easily grab a guy like Jared Goff to be your backup and just know that it's like a security thing. You know, you you have something in your back pocket in case of emergency. Uh, so guys like Jared Goff, maybe even Aaron Rodgers, those guys kind of go a little bit later in drafts and and they're they're kind of free. So it's not a bad contingency plan in case the, the the Russian quarterback gets dinged up. We're talking to Kyle Gerard Bauer, who um, is a fantasy football fanalist, I guess you could call. Um, so I used to be a wait on quarterback guy in my drafts, try to load up at receiver, at running back and other positions. But I'm starting to rethink that strategy a little bit just because of the huge benefit that having a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes offers how are you approaching your drafts this year, Kyle? Are you are you taking one early or are you waiting? And if you are waiting, do you have any targets in mind? So my favorite thing to tell people is like if, if you're a fan like of the Chiefs or something, like go and get your Mahomes. Have have fun with your fantasy football season. That's why we're doing this, right? So you want to root for the guys you want to root for. 
So Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, those should be the first three quarterbacks off the board. I can't argue with them. Like they're going to be, they're going to be top five quarterbacks this year. So if you want them, go ahead and do so. But again, I'm kind of like what you said. Like I, I like to load up my team with those running backs and receivers early. Uh, but I've had a good, um, the last few years, I've had a pretty good, um, track record of finding quarterbacks that are being drafted like outside of the top five QBs. And those guys tend to pop into the top five. So I'm kind of targeting those, those middle quarterbacks. Like I could talk about Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence, who, who had a really nice season last year and people expect him to take another step forward this year. Um, so those kind of guys that are, you know, fringe top five QBs, I like a lot, but otherwise, Hey, like if you're, if you like to wait for quarterback, you can easily get, uh, a guy like Daniel Jones, who played pretty well, and he does offer that rushing upside that we talked about. And I do think he's maybe a little bit injury prone, but again, you can you can always find a backup, uh, you know, to help you out with that. But Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, those are some late round QBs. I like Kirk Cousins a lot because he's thrown to Justin Jefferson, so we talked about him. Uh, and then Tua Tagovailoa goes pretty cheap too. So there there is a lot of guys uh, at you know at the fringe, you know, top ten, top twelve that look really good too. If you want to wait, you can grab two of those guys and basically give yourself two chances, you know, at landing someone pretty decent. All right. That's great advice there. Um, last year, I was lucky enough to get Jalen Hurts in both of my leagues. This year, I'm kind of targeting Justin Fields. He feels like the Hurts okay. uh, of this year, but who knows? Um, Alvin Kamara, he reached a plea, plea deal earlier in July. Um, the league is likely to suspend him. In a 12-team league, what's the round you're looking at to maybe get Kamara? So um, I, I'm crunching my projections right now, and I'm, I'm kind of figuring in for a four-game suspension. And then just on top of that, I'm adding, like, another missed game in case of injury or something happens. So I'm immediately docking him about five games. And for where he falls uh, into projections in, in, in the draft order and things like that, if it's full PPR where you're getting a point for every catch, he's going to be a little bit higher. I think, you know, when you get towards that, like, Basically, he's like at the end of like the top 100. So he's like in the eighth round range where if, if you need a guy that you just want to put on your bench and say, hey, I know he's going to miss some games, but when he comes back, I'm going to be able to plug him right into my starting lineup. Uh, that, that seems to be uh, one of the sweet spots there. What, um, for, for our listeners, what's the one common mistake, even amongst, and I'm not talking for people new to this, but people have been doing it for a while. What's the biggest mistake you see people make pretty consistently, in your opinion? Um, I, I think people try to when you're in the the draft, like that's one of the most that's that's probably the most important part of fantasy football is drafting your team. A lot of people try to fill their starting lineups before they they touch their bench, but you got to kind of take what your league and the draft board are giving you. So like if a guy's falling and you like, I already got my two starting wide receivers, I kind of want to take a running back or a tight end, and, and you're kind of trying to fit, you know, you're trying to just squeeze it into your lineup. But sometimes that player that's falling, even though you already have some of those guys, he might be the best pick. And fantasy football is a war of attrition. You're going to get rewarded for consistency, you know, checking it every day and just making sure your guys are healthy. So the, the more depth that you have, I think the better stocked you are for a run at winning your championship. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. I, I think that's probably number one. Um, one of the other things I've always thought, and you tell me if you agree or disagree, I think a lot of players – tend to forget that father time is undefeated you know you got this big star he's been great for the last seven eight years but when the decline starts i think a lot of players try to talk themselves into oh that's odell beckham jr he's gonna he's gonna come back when the truth is his his day is done and in fantasy it's a thin line between startable and not startable 
Yeah, I definitely agree. And um, I tend one another piece of advice that I like to tell people, especially if they're new to fantasy football, is to kind of I don't mind leaning into uncertainty. Like a guy like Bijan Robinson, who was the first running back taken in the draft this year for Atlanta. We don't know what he's going to do. He's a rookie, but when a rookie running back is taken that high in the draft, it's probably going to be pretty good results. And even though we don't have any data points on him, like you said, like I'm, I'm willing to risk taking him with my first-round pick because history shows that first-round running backs in the NFL draft tend to have really, really good seasons. And uh, those uncertain situations, are sometimes when you lean into those, that's a big win uh, in your draft, and those are the players that could uh, help make or break your season. There's no question he's going to get the carries. We'll see about the production, but you're yep. right. He's definitely going to get the opportunities. So, Kyle, um, I'm a little bit nervous about the Bills' offense. That's a that's an offense that I really wanted a piece of last year. I just have this feeling that something's something bad's going on there. I mean, Stephon Diggs, you know, the drama there. Um, how do you feel about the Bills' offense in general? Are you think do you think Diggs is a safe um, receiver in the second round? Well, I'm I'm slightly concerned as well. I don't I mean I don't want to be hearing off season reports about him having to leave practice uh, because he's frustrated with how things went last year. I think that's a bad sign off the bat. But uh, my my other question for you too is like. Yeah, we like Diggs, we like Josh Allen, but who's their next best player? It seems to me like they need someone else to step up and help those two guys move the ball. you got uh, the young running back, James Cook, who I think is going to be used as a receiver a little bit. They also added uh, the Patriots running back, Damian Harris. So I'm interested in how those two move the ball. And then Gabriel Davis is the guy that's you know, been kind of boom-bust, and he, he's been kind of frustrating the last year or two, but he's got big play upside and then they have a bunch of guys that are, they're going to try in the slot. So I'm slightly, I'm slightly unsure on, on the bills, but again, sometimes leaning into that uncertainty, I think, I think the bills running game, I think that if, if they're going to be good, they have to, they have to run the football more and, and take some of the pressure off Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Uh, Kyle, one of the things about doing radio is these segments go way too fast, and uh, that's a big difference with the podcast. We could talk to you probably the rest of the hour, so we really enjoy having you on. But unfortunately, we got to go. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about how they can follow your work. Yeah, all my stuff can be found at thefantasyfellowship.com. I have all my rankings, projections, and, and a bunch of cheat sheets available there. That's all free, by the way, too. Uh, and then I do podcast formats. Everything's on YouTube, uh, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, you can just you can just search the Fantasy Fellowship or it's called the Fantasy Fellow Show. So if you want to check out some of that, uh, that would be great. All right. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you. This was a blast. Maybe uh, next time we'll talk some Steelers. Sounds good. Thank well, you. When we return, what are the biggest storylines as Steelers get ready to open camp? We'll discuss. Stay with us as we continue under review on Connect FM. Smith Timbering and Consultants are experts at tree management and are looking for an energetic, reliable individual to join their team. They currently have an excellent opportunity for a full-time forestry technician to buy, mark, and cruise standing timber. They offer competitive pay with bonus incentives, health incentives, health insurance, and company vehicle. Associate's degree or higher in forestry required. Please email your resume or questions to Wes at smithtimbering.com. That's Wes at smithtimbering.com. 
Here we go again. The same old story. You ordered the part online. It's wrong when it arrives. The car is torn apart and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment. The kids need to, you know the rest of the story. And you think you save money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Clymer. Keeping your eye on the ball is the key to playing sports well. Let Wise Eyes coach you into sturdy shatter and contact-resistant eyewear. Whether your child plays sports... You love extreme sports or you work in hazardous construction zones. You need sharp vision while protecting your eyes. Dr. Lineski is a leader in clinical eye care and takes the time to explain your eye test results. Proud to support local sports programs, Wise Eyes has served our community for over 20 years. Come and strive to boys and at mywiseeyes.com. It's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, everyone. Do not miss Thursday's edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show. I'm going to give you an idea of what's happening. We're going to look back at the whistleblowers, what they said and what they didn't say. Greg Mitchell will be with us talking about Oppenheimer. Mark Thiessen will be with us, break down the GOP and who reigns supreme. Uh, we'll have Peter Fever about military wokeness, Chris Rupo about education and the true agenda, and Senator Roger Marshall. Wow. All coming your way, Thursday edition. Brian Kilmeade, weekday mornings at 9, 99.7 and 96.7. Connect FM. It's time for this week's local youth sports beat on Connect FM, sponsored by Wise Eyes at the Dubois Commons and Dr. Greg Lineski. In the Little League All-Star Majors Baseball Section 1 tournament being played in Sagertown, Pennsylvania, on Tuesday, the Dubois All-Stars defeated Cranberry by a 10-2 score. Coming up tonight, that tournament will continue. Dubois moves on in the winner's bracket and will play tonight at 6 p.m. Checking out play in the District 10 Little League All-Star Juniors Baseball Tournament on Tuesday. St. Mary's was a 7-4 winner over Brockway, while Punxsutawney put down Kane by an 8-5 mark. Coming up in games on Thursday, Dubois All-Stars will be playing Smithport Mount Jewett, and it will be St. Mary's going up against Punxsutawney. That's this week's Local Youth Sports Speed on Connect FM, sponsored by Dr. Greg Lineski and Wise Eyes at the Dubois Commons. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. And we're back on Under Review. Uh, we got our disc golf talk in. We got our fantasy football talk in, Dave. Next week, the Steelers report to camp, though, and I feel like we got to talk about them because we're not going to be on next week. The Pirates are on. Uh, first off, have you ever gone to Latrobe to watch the Steelers in person? No, I haven't. I, and look, I, I, I know some people absolutely adore it, and I think that's wonderful. And 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 it, that's you know, if that's your thing, that's great. I I don't like spring training. I don't like you know training camp for football. I don't like preseason games. I think now I'm, I'm glad the NFL finally cut that down because I, I you know I thought that was just such a money grab to to be playing four of them. Um, but it's just not really my thing. I, I'm I like the real games. I, I don't know, and and I could be wrong on that. But I've never been. 
Okay, yeah, I mean, I've never gone either. My son's sort of taking a liking to the game, though, and I might have to make my way down this year. I actually took a tour of Acroshore Stadium on Monday. I, that was the first time I had done that. I'd been to one Steeler game in my life, and it was pretty cool. We went into the locker rooms. We got to see the you know the field right down close, so that was pretty cool. But uh, let's talk about a couple of the storylines here as we get ready for camp. Um, first off, today there was big news. Alex Highsmith signs an extension four-year deal 68 million what are your thoughts on that Dave I mean he had a nice year last year but I, I read earlier today that you know if I think tell me if I'm wrong 14 and a half sacks but I think only three or three and a half of those were while TJ Watt was, yeah, was hurt I, I think you're right on that now yeah. in fairness with Watt out they were probably rolling every bit of blocking coverage scheming to his side but still I now, the flip side of that is, you know, he was drafted. He only played five games as a rookie, and then he improved the year after that, and then he massively improved last year. I know Tomlin loves him. I know Rooney loves him. You know, if you think he's the guy, and then that's a good that's a good call. But, it, man, that's a, it just struck me as a pretty big contract for somebody with one good season under their belt. Well, it's interesting. I mean, the guy came from a small school like Charlotte and uh, worked his way up. The, the funny thing to me is that they went – you know, they were willing to sign him to a bigger deal, but they weren't willing to sign, sign Bud Dupree a couple of years ago to a big, bigger deal. And I wonder if it, if they felt a little bit burned by the Dupree thing. Now, you know, Dupree got, you know, he didn't do that well. No, no, And so, you know, maybe there's something they like about what he brings off the field. Maybe they like his work ethic. You know, that, that, I, I'm hesitant to question them too much. They're there, we're not. And he did put up numbers. I mean, to have two guys... With over ten sacks, that that has happened very little. You know, for being Blitzburg, they don't have that pair of you know ends that often in history. The book that ends. are that good. So, yeah. I, I get it. And you know, T.J. Watts, you know, in his prime, and probably will be going down the other side here in a couple years. So you want to take advantage of this right now. I, I get it. But I know somebody on the roster, and we're probably coming up next talking about who probably didn't like that deal because. You know, all these running backs are not getting paid, and I'm sure yeah. that yeah. Najee Harris is like, well, I better get mine in a couple years. Well, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going to get to that. But uh, before we do that, is there a position battle or a player or something that you're looking at? Maybe you're reading the headlines and there's something you want to learn about at camp. What are you looking left forward tackle. to? Left tackle. It's got to be left tackle. I mean, they drafted this kid from, you know, from Georgia, and, you know, they, they admitted that, look, he's going to be a little bit of a project. He's an athletic specimen, but he doesn't have that much experience. I heard at OTAs, he was kind of, eh, not so great. Yeah, I think he only has like 13 games of yeah, starting experience so, at college. You yeah. know, the question is, you know, is he kind of come to training camp and, and show this, you know, better dominant form, or is it, is he going to have to, you know, watch and learn for a little bit? It, I, that's the big one to me, because yeah. if you expend a first-round draft pick, if he's not starting by the end of the year, I think something went wrong. Well, and and I did hear that Dan Moore came into the OTAs looking a little bit bigger, and he was, you know, it looked like he dedicated some time to his craft. Well, so you he, would expect Moore to take this personally. I mean, yes. wouldn't you? I oh, would. Yeah. I mean, and you you're going to draft this kid. I'm doing a good job, and you're drafting this kid to take my job. What are you doing? Yeah, so it will be interesting to see who is starting at left tackle when the Steelers begin their season. If it isn't... Um, uh, Broderick Jones right at the beginning of the year maybe he will get in a few games in who knows and there's going to be injuries well that's, that, that's what I was just going to say you know in the NFL that the wild card is always injuries I, I I shouldn't say whether he'll play he's going to play because somebody's probably going to get hurt and because um Moore is so versatile 
you know, I think I think I saw even when they drafted him, they're projecting to just move more maybe over to the other side at some point. But who knows? I mean, yeah. there's so many things that can happen. I guess the other thing, obviously, I would look at is is how how quickly does uh, the cornerback situation play out uh, with Joey Porter Jr. I mean, I was on record. I wanted him. You know, we we got him. Uh, corner can be a little bit tougher to pick up at the NFL level. I, he he it wouldn't surprise me as much if he take you know take it has his struggles early in the year. Oh, there's going to be growing pains yeah. for sure. For me, it's Kenny Pickett. I mean, I hate to be you know chalk here, but uh, you know how is Kenny Pickett going to progress from year one to year two? Does he look more comfortable in the offense? Is he throwing down the field a little bit, taking more chances? That might be a Matt Canada thing. I was just going to say, is yeah. he allowed to take more chances right. is the real question. Yeah, but I, I definitely want to see what Kenny Pickett's doing. But you brought up the running back situation, and of course, that's been the talk of the town here, actually the talk of the NFL really this week, because on Monday, a deadline passed to get Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs signed. Neither one of them came to long-term deals with their teams, and so they were both franchised. They'll play under that tag this year. Uh, and it comes back to the devaluation of the running back position. So I'm going to play you a quick clip here, Dave, and then we'll react to it on the other side. Looking at some of the backup receivers out here that are still making more than me, and that's, that's going to piss me off, right? I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So you're telling me these people are the, are the number three receiver is going to make more than me? And I'm the starter. I get more carries. I touch the ball more. I have more of an impact. Um, it, it causes us to question, right? We're going to fight for that. We're going to fight for, hey, I'm bringing more value to the team than this person. I think I should be compensated for that. And so that's where the, that's where the fight comes. It's not even it, – it, it seems like it's about money, but it's about principle, right? It's about the principle of adding value to a team. All right, that was Austin Eckler talking about the running back position as a whole. So, Dave, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, some of the even I saw some of the um, kickers uh, are making more than the the running backs, and the running backs might touch the ball. You know, actually, Josh Jacobs touched the ball almost fifty percent of his team snaps last year on offense. Barkley was like forty percent. Well, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, <laughs> that shouldn't surprise you probably, but I've I said for years, long before it was fashionable, there are very few things I was ahead of the curve on, but one of them was that running backs should never be drafted early, and the league has kind of come around to that. Now, here's the problem. The way the NFL has structured their rookie draft contracts, it's great for wide receivers. It's really good for them for quarterbacks because a lot of times quarterback takes two or three years. I mean, look at Picky. We don't think he's going to be – an all-star this year, maybe next year. It takes time to develop. Running backs are good or not good most of the time right out of the gate. Your best time for your running back is your first three, four years. Guess what contract they're on? They're on a rookie contract. And by the time you franchise them, if they're a first-round pick, they get a fifth-year option, and then the sixth year you franchise them. But now they're 28, 29, all right? They're probably pretty close to done. So it's a structural issue. If I was running a team, I've got to be honest, I would play it exactly the way the Giants are playing it. Because to give a 28, 29 year old running back a five year contract with a huge signing bonus is wasting money. It's foolish because you're going to end up cutting the guy when he's 32, most likely, most likely. So the real problem here, I think the union, the next time there's a contract negotiation, they have to go and say, listen, okay, we get it why you do the rookie contracts the way you do, but there has to be an exception for running backs because you know you're getting value up front. You're going to have to give them more money because that's when they're showing the value. 
Until then, this problem will not be solved under this current system. It just won't. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said there. Um, and, and that's a big reason why good players are still on the market. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's still out there, unsigned. Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, he had four straight 1,000-yard seasons. He's still on uh, on a free agent. So, you know, Joe Mixon had to take a pay cut. It's a large problem in it for running backs so the moral of the story is kids out there if you're if you're listening switch your position to wide receiver <laughs> there's no doubt yeah i mean or, or even uh, you know although most of the defensive positions gets paid better too yes i, I do think maybe the pendulum might have swung a little bit too far but i i, I do think that the union's gonna have to fight for those guys um and look i always i'm on the player's side they should always you know get paid they're the ones we pay to see not the owners but again I can't really blame the general managers this time. All right. So when we come back, we're going to shift gears, talk a little bit of baseball, and uh, we'll be right back on Connect FM Under Review. I'm Dan Kennard with Tri-County Insider News. Here's what's happening. Dubois now has a trauma center. Penn Highlands Dubois will officially be an accredited level two trauma center effective Tuesday, August 1st. Penn Highlands Dubois recently opened their new emergency department with trauma treatment bays and a trauma intensive care unit to accommodate the new center. A Morrisdale woman was arrested after providing false identification to law enforcement officers earlier this week. Based on a recent report, 30-year-old Alicia Schaffner was arrested after Clearfield State Police received a report of criminal trespass Sunday night. When troopers initially made contact with Schaffner, she reportedly provided a false identity. Police say they later discovered that Schaffner was wanted on previous warrants and she was transported to the Clearfield County Jail. She also now faces additional charges of providing false identification to law enforcement and criminal trespass. Here we go again. The same old story. You ordered to part online. It's wrong when it arrives. The car is torn apart and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment. The kids need to, you know the rest of the story. And you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa Know How is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Clymer. Here's your Connect FM Tri-County forecast. Lows dip down to about 59 tonight under partly cloudy skies, north winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance for scattered thunderstorms tomorrow, daytime highs approaching 84, sunshine mixed with clouds at times. Scattered thunderstorms likely tomorrow night, lows level off around 62, overcast skies. That's your Tri-County forecast throughout the hour, throughout your busy day on Connect FM. Currently, it's 80. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. And we're back. I'm Bob Anderson, and he is Dave Glass. Dave Herzing is not with us today. I believe he was at the Pirates game. We're going to talk a little bit about the Pirates. I was there on Monday, and I was excited for that game because we had a few call-ups. We had, uh, you know, Quinn Priester making his Major League debut. Then we had Andy Rodriguez, and he was actually going to get the catch, and uh, Peguero. So I was thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a lot of fun. 
It we was left, for three innings. Yeah, we left after the fifth inning. Well, and that's partially because of my kids. You know, my, my daughter wanted ice cream after the first, and she wanted to get get going. But uh, nonetheless, I, I have the Pirates hit rock bottom here, Dave. I know they won today, but, I mean, they were embarrassed Monday and Tuesday. And, and that was what, today was their first win after the All-Star break, was it? Uh, or maybe their I think second? so, maybe. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's been, a, it's been pretty ugly. I mean, they've got the worst record in baseball since June 1st. Um, is it rock bottom? I mean, look, I'm a pirate fan for 30 years. I'm <laughs> used to seeing some really strange things happen. Um, I will say this, I'd rather if they're going to lose, they lose putting the kids out there than, yes. than some of the other, I'll call them, you know, and, and I hate to say this, everybody who makes the major league was an elite athlete, but at the major league level, some of these guys just aren't cutting it. So let's see what we've got. I know, you know, that's fine. And I'm not as worried about Priester. Yeah, the first time through he was great. Then he, he kind of they kind of made adjustments. He got beat up a little bit. I'm more worried about the hitters. Even the rookies don't look that good. There's nobody in that lineup who scares you really right now. They're they're in the bottom three in the National League in every reasonable offensive category. I just don't know where you go from here. And and it leads to a bigger question. I look at the Atlanta Braves and they they're just a, a prospect machine. And it's not just that they they go out and they get the prospects or they develop them. When those guys come to the majors, they're good, right? Not all of them. Everybody has misses. I'm not saying they're perfect, but they just have this look at their lineup, just all kinds of star, 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 above average player. Same thing with the Rays. They lose a guy to free agency, they'll, whoop, they'll just bring up somebody else and, and they're ready to go. When's the last time we had a prospect that came up and was bam, like right. really, I mean, even Cruz, who we all like, had tons of flaws last year. He was actually not an above average player last year. He just showed a lot of flashes. Yeah, it, it does make you question what's going on with their coaching and, and their development. Uh, and even veteran players, Brian Reynolds, he has been a shell of himself from, since the beginning of the year. I saw this tweet from Bob Smizek. Brian Reynolds began the year with five home runs and 29 at-bats. Since then, he's had 281 at-bats and only four home runs. I wonder if he's still hurt. You know, he went on to the, 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 the IL, and he hasn't hit since he's come off. And that, that's always a little bit of a red flag to me when I see power numbers sap like that. And, you know, he's hitting everything on the ground. I don't know, you know, frankly, he's the least of my concerns. I figure when he's healthy, he'll hit. He's got a hit. He's got a long track record of being a good player. I'm more worried about Key Brian Hayes. Key yeah. Brian Hayes doesn't have a long track record of being a good hitter. Now I'm seeing rumors, and, I, and rumors are rumors, but there are starting to be talk that he's unhappy. Maybe his dad's unhappy on his behalf. You know, he's been injured a lot. When he's not injured, he has not hit well. He's still a great defender, but with you know, they've committed to him for this long. If I were him, I wouldn't be mad at anything except the fact he's not hitting. He needs to figure this out. Well, he came out with a statement today and he said, that's not true. Who knows? I mean, you probably have to say that at that point. Um, I wonder if it's more his dad who's unhappy yeah, with could be. his development as a player. I mean, his dad played ball and he probably knows, you know, the game and he knows his son isn't doing, maybe playing as well as he could. Why, why is that? Um, there's just so many issues on this team and it's, it's really sad because they were 20 and 8 to start the season and now you know they're looking at at a terrible record. Let me let me just um uh, D is in here, so I, I thought I'd pass along this little nugget. The, we got to get the stat boy in here, right? Yeah. Uh, so he texted us and said there are 54 teams that started 20 and 8. 12 won the World Series, 17 won the pennant, two finished under 500. 
And the Pirates are likely to be the worst of those teams in terms of record after a 20 and 8 start. I'm sure that's true. I mean, I don't even think it's going to be close because both those teams were one was really close to 500 and the other one was fairly close. And I I hate to say it, we they could lose 90 games. I mean, after that start, they yep. could lose 90 games. They're certainly going to lose 85, and it, it it is sad. And and I'm not one. You know me. I'm not the fire the coach guy. I never have been. I'm, I'm usually more about the players. But I do wonder when when you start looking at the hitting coach because they haven't been good with him, and I don't see improvement. And that's the thing. If okay, wherever they are now, but are they better than they were last year? And in a lot of these players' cases, I'd say no. Well, let, let me ask you about that because you know last night the Guardians came out aggressively against Mitch Keller. There were seven pitches thrown. They were up four nothing. So they're, you know, they're come out, coming out swinging. It feels like the Pirates are watching the first ball go by, the best pitch of the count. They're waiting in the count, and then they're swinging at balls that are way outside. Are you in a, a philosophy with your philosophy? Are you going early in the count for the hits, or are you going to wait and make the pitcher? Well, I work? think it, it all depends on. You know, a lot of that scouting, look, they must have had something on Keller. It's like, look, you're going to see a good pitch early. He tends to want to pitch strike one. You know, it, it very much depends on who you're facing and what your strengths are and, and really how you're feeling and where your zone is. So I, I don't want to paint in a broad brush. My big, th- I'm a big Ted Williams guy. Get a good ball to hit. I don't care if it's strike one or when it is in the count. I see the other team being aggressive, like you said, but I also see our pitchers getting ahead 0-2 and then putting one in the strike zone. And we've given up way too many 0-2 and 1-2 hits this year. That that bothers me more than the, the first pitch hits because that's just a lack of execution in a pitcher's count um but even at that our, our starting pitching really hasn't been there okay they've had some ups and downs but there's a lot of potential in the rotation and we got skeins coming he signed that was actually the good news yeah. they paid up that credit to bob nutting where it's due they're going to have the, the starting pitching are they going to have a team that can get them more than a two to one or a three to two loss at next year that's the big question are you less optimistic about last next year now well, let's see. I'm happy that they're playing these kids. I don't like to judge anything on one or two games. That, that's in baseball. That's nothing. So I I hate to do this, but you got to ask me that question in September after mm-hmm. I've seen Andy for a couple months, and we see if Henry Davis is still going to be hitting, and we see do we get Cruz back? Cruz is a big part of this puzzle. That, that I can envision a scenario where this is a good lineup. But these people have to show that they belong here. Yeah, I did hear Cruz was out, you know, getting ground balls and moving around a little bit. So that's a good sign, that perhaps. Good but sign. I just wonder, do you rush him back at this point or just shut him down? I wouldn't shut. If he's ready to go, I would get him reps or reps. And if he if the if the doctors say he's ready to go, I would get him out there as soon as possible. So you don't lose that developmental year completely. Well, we got about a minute or so left in this segment. Um, last week, I asked our guest, what keeps you watching at this point? Because I'm about ready to tune them out now with the Steelers coming to camp. What's keeping you interested? Well, the, the kids. Um, yeah. And, and I, look, I've said this before. Most years since 1993, I, I, I'm married to the Pirates, but we have a separation in August usually <laughs> when, they're, when they're bad. And this year, what might keep me watching through that period of time is – that I want to see how these kids are developing. How do they respond under under pressure or un, when there's adversity? So that's interesting to me. Um, I didn't watch all the game you were at. I didn't watch all the game last night. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and, and beat myself up. I, you know, this this team is Lucy in the football over and over again. And 20 and eight is the worst yet. You know, we all thought, oh, this is this is the year. It's different. Eh, it kind of wasn't, but. 
there, there's reasons to watch, but really, I think we're all are looking ahead to next year and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty optimistic about next year, but I'm starting to question that a little bit. I'm wondering if these prospects are as good as they're making them out to be. I am really bullish on Paul Skeens, and I'm really happy about that pick. Well, if that doesn't work out, there's going to be some heads that roll, I think. So, yeah, yeah let's hope that's that's the good right pick. All right, well, I'll, I'll say this. I hope that, uh, you know, the the Pirates let Andy catch. I, I would like to see them put Henry Davis behind the plate at some point. At least a little bit. Yeah, I mean, just give these young guys a chance to, to play like you said. Um, all right, so we're almost out of time. We're going to be back just after these breaks for our Get Lost segment. Stay with us as we continue under review on Connect FM. Finally, a weekly local sports show that you've always wanted. Under Review Sports Talk on Connect FM. Get the latest on your favorite local sports teams here. Brought to you by our title sponsor. Next Year Bank is a proud supporter of all area sports and Bois. Bank anywhere, anytime, all on your terms with Next Year Bank's online and mobile banking solutions. Helping local families and businesses achieve their financial goals for over a century. Liberty Boulevard, Dubois, and at nextyearbank.com. Your community bank. The Great American Road Trip is on at Spitzer Dubois and St. Mary's. New inventory is here with more arriving daily. We've got hundreds of vehicles and thousands in savings, all to get you on your own summer road trips for less. Plus, every vehicle we sell or lease is backed by the Spitzer Shield, featuring a lifetime powertrain warranty, unlimited time, unlimited miles, bumper-to-bumper protection on Spitzer certified vehicles, and a $1,000 price match guarantee. Plus, get more miles of worry-free driving with complimentary first-year scheduled maintenance. It's the peak season for summer vacations and weekend road trips, so grab life by the wheel and hit the road. Hurry in today for our special incentives. You'll find super summer savings on every new and pre-owned vehicle in our inventory at Spitzer Dubois and St. Mary's. You can buy your car anytime with Spitzer Speed Pass at Spitzer.com. At Spitzer, our world revolves around you. Must complete regular maintenance at the manufacturer's specified intervals and documented. Any breakdowns must be completed at a Spitzer location within 40 miles. Warranty affected anywhere in the continental United States of America, Alaska, Hawaii, and Canada. Complimentary maintenance applies to new vehicle purchases. See dealer for complete details. Here we go again. The same old story. You ordered the part online. It's wrong when it arrives. The car is torn apart and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment. The kids need to, you know the rest of the story. And you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customers service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Clymer. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching under review sports so we're back with our hashtag get lost segment and then always an honor of d we always like it when he's here this is his favorite segment and normally i'm the one who has um I'm, you know we're at this commercial and i'm <laughs> frantically thinking oh what am i going to use for get lost because i'm really bad at preparing for that but this time i've got it and i had to go first because bob anderson posted the other night a picture of his son saying is he going to be a pit fan? And then somebody said, 
Well, now it should be Penn State. And then Bob said, why not both? Why not? They don't why even not play both? each other. Bob Anderson does not understand <laughs> this Pitt-Penn State thing. And for that, when you're trying to get your kid to like both Pitt and Penn State, I have to say, hashtag, get lost. That can't happen. <laughs> well, when's the I mean, they played recently, right? But it doesn't I mean, matter. what is it, like once a decade doesn't or something? Matter. Who cares? Let the kid have fun, right? <laughs> oh, you got to teach him right early. <laughs> All right. Well, I know what you would, which one you would pick. You'd pick Penn State. But... <laughs> well, just pick one. I'm okay with Pitt if you're a Pitt fan. You just got to pick one. All right. Well, I'm going to say hashtag get lost to picking Pitt or Penn State. <laughs> you can like both of them. But <laughs> get lost to Bob Nutting. We got to have somebody to blame for the Pirates' failures, and it usually comes back to Bob Nutting for me. Oh, well, he, you know what? I can't do that this week when he just paid Skeens the $9 million bucks. I... I don't know. He's made a lot of the right moves, I think, lately. It might end up being get lost uh, Ben Sherrington if this doesn't turn around. Yeah, they uh, just extended him, too. Got to get a little more time. Yep. All right, so uh, did you miss any part of our show tonight? You can download the full episode at connectradio.fm the next day. Also, we'd like you to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at underreviewfm. Dave, we're off next week. I know you'll be out the first week of August. We'll be back in the first week of August. Hopefully, B will be here. Uh, we'll be getting you ready for the start of a new NFL season. I know the Little League's still going. Good luck to them. Yeah, it's great. Go do, boys. All right. So for Dave Glass, I'm Bob Anderson. Thank you for listening to Under Review Sports Talk on Connect FM.